title of this message tonight is maybe odd. I don't know that it's odd. It's, the title of it is Christ is All Glorious. Christ is All Glorious, and you'll understand more about this message uh, as we go through it uh, in the, um, uh, as we preach it. Uh, Christ is All Glorious. Now, the beginning of verse 5 he says, so also Christ glorified not himself to be made a high priest. Now, this is, this is some unusual language, really. Uh, and I'm going to tell you why. You know, we find ourselves always glorifying Christ for who he was and is, the all-glorious Christ. You know, there's... There, there's no, uh, there's, there's nothing else that Christ can be glorified for because He's all glorious. There's, there's no, there's no weak glory in Him. There's no, uh, no more high glory. He, 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 he's as glorious as He's always been, uh, ever since, uh, 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 not ever since time began, but ever for all eternity. Uh, he's, he's all glorious, Christ. We know that it is an, a glorifying thing for a natural man to be made a priest. But making Christ a priest did nothing to bring more glory to Christ. Did nothing. And that's, what it, that's exactly what he means here when he says, So also Christ glorified not himself. In other words, because he was made a high priest. Uh, because he, he, he's as glorious as he'll ever be, and he won't lose any glory, and, and, and he won't gain any glory. So making him a high priest did not, uh, was not for him to glorify himself as a result of it. <clears throat> making him a high priest was God the Father further revealing uh, glorification of his Son. That's the reason in, uh, in verse 6 he says what he said, or verse ending part of verse 5, he said what he said. You know, the, when, when God made Christ a high priest, and you, you're going to understand this a little more as we get further on in the message. When God made Christ a high priest, uh, he, he was just further glorifying him uh, as far as the Lord was, as far as God the Father was concerned. He was further uh, glorif showing glorification of his son. We know, we know that there is no such addition can be made to Christ, for he's all glorious. <clears throat> there, there's, there's, there's no, no addition that be added to him. And I, I've heard this preached before that, you know, that uh, Jesus took on a new. Uh, responsibility when he was made a high priest and 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 he was glorified in that responsibility but but there's there's nothing there's no way that you can add more glory to somebody that's all glorious that's just like somebody's omnipotent you can't add, add no more power to them because they're omnipotent uh, uh, and, and and so same way with Christ here with with glorification if we believe making him a high priest was intended to further glorify him, it did not. 
it did nothing to him. He didn't need any more glorification because he was all glorious uh, in this. Uh, it did not. It was a condescension in him to be made a high priest. In other words, he had to step down. Uh, that's, that's like you've heard me say in the past years that, uh, that you know, if I, if, I, if I became president of the United States, I'd have to step down from what I do now because one of the highest callings that a man can have is to be called into the ministry of Christ. Well, if, if, if they made you president of the United States, you'd have to step down. Uh, it, it, that's, that's lower than, than being uh, a called of the Lord to do his work in that. So the same way with Christ, you know. Uh, uh, Christ would have had to condescend if he was going to, if he was going to boast about this, this thing. He would have to condescend from what he already is. And, and as I said, he's all glorious. In common man, it was an honor to the human nature to be made a high priest. Uh, now, Aaron, Aaron was not all glorious. His sons were not all glorious, but they were made, they were made high priest. And, and so it, 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 to human man, that's glorification. But to Christ, it was not uh, that in common man. We know that Christ was was an all-glorious shepherd, but for a natural man, and I'm using this as an example, but for a natural man <coughs> to be truly called to, to be the, the under-shepherd in his place was a glorious honor. Uh, it's, it's a glorious honor, you know, to be called to speak in Christ's stead. <coughs> That's what we do. <coughs> That's what we do as ministers. We preach in Christ's stead. We preach because he's absent from the, from the earth right now. And, and so we preach in his place. And, and he expects us to, to follow exactly what he did uh, here on the earth as far as our preaching is concerned. But it is a glorious honor uh, to be called as an under-shepherd uh, in his place. Humble men never see themselves as being greater than any other. You know, it, it, we, we never see ourselves as being greater than any other, especially Christ. We, ne we never set ourselves above uh, God. We never set ourselves above Christ. We always, always remember who we are and what we are. You know, we, we are just clay people, and, and, and we don't deserve anything that God has done for us. If God sees fit to to call one of you young men into the ministry, that's a that's a that's a glory a glorious thing to happen to you to be called into the ministry. Same way with with anything you do. If, if you go out here and Lord leads you to witness to a soul, you know that's an all glorious thing for you because the Lord doesn't lead everybody to witness of Himself, and and so it's an all glorious thing. The reason Christ did not glory in himself to be made a high priest is because he is all glorious and simple as that. Uh, to be called to, 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 um, uh, to, to have a special calling and to be qualified for it, separated to it, ordained in it is a great honor for a natural man. 
that's a great honor for a natural man. You know, we, we sometimes, <clears throat> we try to see, we try to make Christ like a natural man. He wasn't a natural man. He, 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 he was a God man. He wasn't a natural man. Uh, uh, you know, we, we talk about that, but natural men, uh, natural men sometimes are, are glorified in what God calls them to do. To be called to it and qualified for it, separated to it, ordained in it, is a great honor for a natural man. Same as Christ. It was further glorifying of him who needed no further glory. He needed no further glory. You know, it, it, when God made him a high priest, and we're going to learn why he did that in just a moment, it's going to be a great blessing. I think it would be a great blessing, a great blessing to me when I studied this and prepared this message uh, it's going to be a great blessing. Uh, Christ did neither seek this high and honorable office as to himself, nor the glory of it, for he did not receive it of man, but of the all-glorious Father. God, God, God was God has all the glory God will ever get. You know, we we say, well, we're going to glorify God, but we're going to glorify God in the fact that He's already. All glorious. Every, everything we do, everything we say, every movement we make should be to glorify the Father. Not, not, to, not ever to glorify ourselves, but we should be to glorify the Father in everything that we do. And I know, you know, you're going to say, well, we're sinners. Well, you're certainly not glorifying God when you sin. I mean, you, 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 you're, you're, you're bringing God down to a level in your life that you don't want to be. I'm serious about that. So you don't, we don't want to be that. Christ, <clears throat> um, it was the Father who said, Thou art my Son, today have I begotten thee. You know, so he was telling him, he said, You know, you're my Son, and I want you to be the high priest. And, and Jesus never questioned the Father. He never questioned the Father. He never questioned himself. He never questioned anything when God made him a high priest. And you're going to see exactly why God did that. God knew from the foundation of the world that his own begotten son would come to the earth. He knew that. He knew that. And so that uh, making him a high priest was for who? Us. It was, it was for each and every one of us. He made him a high priest. God knew from the foundation of the world that his only begotten son would come to the earth, sacrifice his own life to save lowly sinners such as we are. God knew that. God knew that, that, that when Christ came to the earth, he was going to have to serve in our stead because we're, we're not able to serve God as we should. We, we look up to Christ as our intercessor, we look, look up at Christ as our Savior. We look, look up at Christ as our Lord to go before God and present, our, present uh, ourselves to Him. Christ must do that. And, and, and He must do that in a way. It's, um, it's like uh, the preacher said, I said this past Sunday. I listened to him, you know. He said, except God doesn't, except God doesn't take those prayers... And, and God doesn't, you know, they, they may be smoky, 
down here on earth, and they may stink. Sometimes, sometimes our prayers do stink because we, we just don't know how to pray, and sometimes we don't know what to pray for. But you know, let me tell you, folks, God will take the simplest prayer, which may, may stink as far as the earth is concerned, but he'll make it, and it'll go up to him as a sweet-smelling savor, just like the, the, smoke of a, the smoke of a pit, and just like the preacher I was talking about Sunday. He was talking about Gehenna, which is, uh, which is the, the garbage pit where they burned uh, uh, everything, and this thing just went off. Uh, this, this thing's off, Reggie. It's back on. But if you got to come up here and push this button, because <clears throat> it went off and it came back up, it's being cut off. Just push that blue button there. All right, we're back. We're back. We we we're sorry for the uh, for the interruption, but uh, this didn't take away from. I don't know this old mind to mind. You don't want to interrupt it much. But anyway, uh, he came to die. God knew that he's coming to the earth. He's going to sacrifice his own life to save lowly sinners, as we are. This is the reason he is our high priest. Christ has always, even when he was here on earth, he spoke on our behalf. We, 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 we did not, except, except we come through the Son, except the Father draw us through the Lord Jesus Christ, we're not even saved. Everything that is done, as far as our salvation is done, is through our high priest which is the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to show you what, what he means by that. For, for he stood in our place on the tree of Calvary. As our high priest, he lived in our place, and he died in our place. Everything, everything the high priest does, he does it for us. He, he, did, he did it for his own. He arose from the dead in our place. He sits at the right-hand throne of the Father and makes intercession in our place. You know, we, we, we can't even make intercession to God. He must make intercession for us. That's why he's your Lord and, and, and your Savior. It's because he is the one that speaks on our behalf. He has always spoken on our behalf. Always spoken on our behalf. From the time, from the time that we were saved, he spoke on our behalf. Uh, uh, from the time that, you know, we, we say, well, the Armenians say, well, just pray a sinner's prayer. A sinner doesn't have a prayer. And, and someone has to speak in the sinner's place in order for a sinner to be saved. And, and that's what the Bible teaches. He says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, and I, I like to say, is saved. And you can take the Greek and you can make the Greek show that whosoever calls upon the the name of the Lord is saved and already saved because someone has spoken in his place even before the world began. It was King David who said, I will declare the decree the Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance and the other most parts of the earth for thy possession. 
Now, the Lord spoke through David. David was a type of Christ. And the Lord spoke through David. David was not, David was no more than we were. But, but the Lord spoke through David in, in, on our behalf in, in the fact that, that he said, uh, I shall give thee the heathen. Now, guess who, 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 who the heathen are? You and me. We're the heathen. We're the heathen that is mentioned here. That's what he's talking about. He says, Thou shalt be my son, and I have gotten thee, and I, I, I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance. We're the heathen, I tell you. We, we're, we're, the ones that, we're the ones that he, he was speaking to David about here in the Old Testament. He was speaking, you know, God has always had, I, I know this is hard to explain to people. I tried to explain it to a man here a week or two ago, not here at church, but a man that I was talking to because he'd asked me some questions about something I'd preached. And um, I was trying to explain it to him. It's very hard to explain to a person you know, the fact that ever since way eternity passed, eternity, there's no such thing as eternity passed. Eternity is eternity. And eternity is going on right now, and eternity will never end. Someday, someday we'll go out into eternity. We'll go out into the place where God is. We'll go out into the place where God dwells. We'll go out there, and someday we'll we'll have a great blessing. I was... Just thinking uh, today, tonight, as I was praying, you know, someday we talk about uh, uh, people feeling bad. And, uh, you know, we say sometimes, well, maybe tomorrow will be better. Well, we feel bad tomorrow. Well, maybe tomorrow will be better. But we feel bad tomorrow. But there's a day coming, if you're one of God's children... There's a day coming when you'll go to sleep and you'll wake up in all of God's glory. You'll wake up in all of Christ's glory. You'll wake up where, where they dwell and where they are. And I tell you, folks, I, I don't know anything about it. All I know is what the Scripture teaches, but it's, it's got to be a wonderful world in which they, they reside. Got to be a wonderful place in which they reside. Someday, it's going to be some glad morning. You heard the song, some glad morning. You know, some glad morning, we're going to wake up and it's going to be a glad morning. You know, I, I tell you, I've learned one thing. It's no hope to an old body to think that we're going to wake up tomorrow and feel better. Because the old, every day you get older, every day you feel worse. I'm telling you. You do, or, or you, you feel the same every day, you know. But some glad morning, some glad morning, we're going to wake up and things are going to be better. They're going to be better. No more tears. These, these, did my back won't hurt anymore. My legs won't hurt. My feet won't hurt. My hands won't hurt. My neck won't hurt. My shoulders won't hurt. Some glad morning. All because Jesus Christ died for us. All because he was our high priest in, in this. Praise God. Everything I have is in his possessions. 
Praise God that he saved my soul. Praise God that he saved my soul. Praise God. Everything I have, everything I have is in his possession. Even though he says, and this is not contradictory, even though he says everything belongs to us now. He tells us, he says, everything belongs to us now. We have everything. Everything belongs to us. That's what he says. Paul said, therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world uh, or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours, and you are Christ, and Christ is God's. Now, isn't that amazing? You say, well, I don't have anything. Well, if you've got the Lord, you've got everything. You'll say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just a poor man. I, I, I remember my dad. My dad was a poor man. But I remember my dad praying. My dad would pray, and he would say, God, I've got more now than I've ever had in my life. God, you've given me more than I've ever had. And, and he always said he was 57 years old when he was saved. And my dad always said, I just wish. And he said, I know God has his plan and his purpose. My dad believed in, my dad believed in the doctrines of grace as strong as any person. He said, he said God, I know you've got your plan and purpose. But he said, Lord, I wish you had to save me when I was younger. He said, I'm not going to have a lot of time to enjoy this great gift that you have given me. And, and he said that many times. He, my dad would say, I'm, I'm richer. I'm richer than the richest man in the world. And according to what Paul said there in 1 Corinthians 3, 21 through 23, that's exactly what he says that we are. We have everything. We have everything. Everything's been given to us. But that's also why he said up there, he said, the earth, uh, uh, and I'm sorry, the earth for thy possession. God owns everything. Christ owns everything. The Holy Spirit owns everything. And he gives it all to us. He's giving it all to us. You, you, you'll say, well, death just scares me to death. You have the rule over death. We have the rule over death. You'll say sickness scares me to death. But we got the rule over sickness. I know I know when you hurt, Jim. I know when you hurt. Because I hurt every day. I hurt because you hurt. I hurt because Christy hurt. I hurt because anybody hurts. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll get Facebook out and... Somebody will say, will you pray for this person? I put my hand on my phone, and I pray for them right then. I lay my hand on the phone. Because I know people hurts. And I've always prayed, you know, I've always prayed to God that God just take me. I don't want to suffer. I heard a man describing what it's like to be on a ventilator. And I'll tell you, it's something I don't ever want. He said he came to, and he, he said he tried to reach up, and his hand, they had his hands tied down. 
And he said he tried to tell them, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. But he couldn't tell them because he couldn't say anything. Had that ventilator on. And he tried to motion to them to tell them, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And he said, I'm going to tell you it's a terrible thing. He said, it's a terrible thing. But he lived through it. He lived through it. He lived through it to, to tell other people that you don't want to ever be in that condition. Now, as he said in another place, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Verse 6. Now, what does that mean? I've had people say, well, nobody knows what that means. I know what it means. I know what he's talking about here. Also, God told David, the Lord hath sworn and will not, and will not repent, that is, for swearing. And the Lord hath sworn, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Now, what, is it, what does it mean to be after the order of Melchizedek? Well, that just simply signifies that Christ is the Messiah. Melchizedek was a type of the Messiah. And, and a lot of people don't realize, a lot of people don't understand what it means. You know, uh, Abraham, the Bible says Abraham paid tithes to Melchizedek. Well, Melchizedek, Melchizedek was a type of the Messiah. And so he said, he, he says there, he says, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So, you know, Christ is, Christ was a priest when he came to the earth. He was a priest when he left. Well, guess what? What did he leave here on earth? He left priest here on the earth. He made me a priest. He made you a priest. He made all of us priests. That's why today that we can have access to God, we don't need him here on earth to pray to God. Who is it that intervenes for our prayers? It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit intervenes for our prayers. The Bible says that, that the Holy Spirit is what gives us the unction to know what to pray for. Says, I, I don't, he, he said, I don't know what to pray for. He said, well, the Holy Spirit gives you unction to know what to pray for. God left every one of us priests. There's something else God left every one of us. You'll say, how many of you want to be a king? We're all kings. We're all priests. We're all kings. Why, why, why do we want to run ourselves down? Why, why do we want to always get, let ourselves get down when we're priests and we're kings? We're kings over everything. We're kings over the whole earth. We're kings over everything. We own everything. Everything belongs to us. A, a cattle on a thousand hills belongs to us. Everything in the hills belongs to us. It, everything belongs to us. Now, what do you complain about? Oh, I don't have this. I need a new, I don't have a new dress. I've told Rhonda many times, Rhonda, be happy with what you got. My mother wore the same. I remember her going to church. She went to church long before I went, and she went to church long before my dad went. But I remember my mom made her made her a flower sack dress. Y'all know what those were? 
used to get flour in, in flowery bags, 50 pounds of it. And Mom took those bags and she sewed them together and made her a dress. And she wore that dress to church every Sunday, the same dress. Finally, she finally bought her a new dress. But Rhonda can tell you she wore that same dress for years. Wore that same dress for years. When you saw her come in church, she had the same dress on. But let me tell you, folks, why, why, do, why do we want something else when we've got everything? Why can't we be content with what we have because we've got everything? Why do we have to complain and go on and about we have nothing? We know that there were Jews who would not accept their Messiah being born in a manger, being born not of royalty. They would not accept him. Melchizedek was, was a type of, of the Messiah. Well, the Jews would not accept a Messiah that was born in poverty. They would not accept one because they, they were looking for a Messiah that was born in royalty, but he wasn't. Messiah's, uh, 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 the Lord's, uh, Jesus' daddy and mama was just about like my daddy and mama. They didn't even have a place, they didn't have a place uh, for them to lay down Emily, for them to lay their little baby down. They had to go in and, and lay him down in a calf stall. Let me tell you, why do we complain? We have everything. The Bible states he came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many, is thankful for this, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. You've got to believe on his name. You've got to believe he's exactly what he says he is. He says he's a high priest. You believe that. He says he's an intercessor. You believe that. He says, he says, I'm dying for you. You believe that. <clears throat> All this message does... Tonight is to further glorify the one who we know to be our Lord and Savior. That's what this message does. It glorifies the one that we know to be our Lord and Savior. Do you know him tonight? I'm asking you, do you know him tonight? You know whether you know him or not. You know whether you're saved or not. Do you know him I mentioned somebody was talking about gambling some time back, and I said, well, there's a lot of gamblers out there. And they said, oh, yeah, there's a lot of people who love to play cards. They love to roll the dice. They love to do this. I said, no, that's not the kind of gambling I'm talking about. A lot of people are gambling with their lives. They're gambling that someday God will have mercy on them. Let me tell you, today is the day. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that God will have mercy on you. Just call upon him. And he'll save you. You'll say, well, I, I, I'm going to do that. I'm going to call upon God to save me. Well, you catch me when I'm going out. You say, I ask the Lord to save me. And I'll call everybody back. And I'll let them know because that's happened before. That's happened before. I've had people grab me as I'm going out and say, 
I've asked the Lord to save me. Or, or after, after we get outside, after we get back there, they'll say, I want to talk to you for a minute. And I'll go and study. I, I can tell you some young girls that did that very thing. Said the Lord saved us. Twin girls. Said the Lord saved us today. Let me tell you, folks. Do you know him? If you have any unction to want to be saved, then you can right this very second call upon him and he will save you. And I pray that you'll do that. Let's all stand if you would and let's be dismissed.